this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. I had a lot of reoccurring nightmares that happened in my bedroom. And I would wake up in the exact same spot that had just happened. And it was just really, really creepy. Probably I was about six, seven. My mom got a new boyfriend and we decided to move. Every time I'd move into a new place, it's like some sort of weird spiritual presence there. Sometimes it's not negative, sometimes it is. And that townhouse is where things really started to pick up. It was like my demeanor changed. Everyone, it was just a very negative experience. I was laying in my bed. I've never experienced it in my life. Now as a messy kid, I always, uh, when I was told to clean my room, I put everything under my bed and put my sheets down so you couldn't see it. And I got this really, really creepy feeling. Like my chest started swelling up and I couldn't really breathe. And then I heard something like kind of like rustling. I had a bunch of socks that were bound up. I don't know, like two or three bound up into a ball. And I heard something and it shot out from underneath my bed and hit the wall. And I was like, all right, I was kind of fast. I had this really, really gross feeling about it. It's just very negative. I, I, I really don't know. It was like something was trying to get my attention. I've always heard about ghosts and stuff like that, but I've never actually seen anything move in my life. to the show everybody you're listening to the confessionals i am your host tony merkel thank you for being here if you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show go ahead and shoot me an email 
My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the connection section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. That trailer you just listened to is a trailer that was produced by our audio engineer, Dalton. And he puts those together on a weekly basis for us now. And if you're following us on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube especially, uh, you'll be able to hear the up and coming show trailer if you're following us so hey maybe that's some incentive for you guys to you know i don't know follow us on facebook twitter instagram and all the other places anyways let's bribe our audience today with some five star shout outs if you go to itunes and leave a five star rating and review you get a shout out on the following week's show so the bribes today are fez 24 germ 123 pinball bobby Kathy it is, Nick Cuz21, Billy Loves Danielle, eight years plus, bro. You used my show to declare your love for your girl. That is cool, my man. I hope she loves you back tenfold. B3XZ, Carrie Patetic, Starry REXO, Ellie Ellie, CC1059, Lil B93, Mole Man2018, and Rock Cat. Thanks so much for going to iTunes and leaving the five-star rating and review. It means a lot to me. It helps the show out a lot on iTunes. So if the bribes work, keep them coming. Moving on to the Patreon shout-outs. Anybody who goes to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and signs up to become a patron gets a shout-out on the following week's show. We got a long list today. Hawk Girl, Sachi, Jerry L, Jeremy R, Justin N, Chance G, Colby H, Edward O, Juan K, Luke C, Catherine P, Edward C, Emma C, Philip R, and rounding it off is Brazel. Thank you so much for going to Patreon and becoming patrons. I really do hope you enjoy your experience as patrons. And now let's get on to this week's show. So this week we have three interviews coming up for you. The first one is going to be with a guy who explores old buildings and what he saw and caught on camera is quite shocking. So he sees a full body apparition that looks very real. He caught it on film. It's on his YouTube channel. So go ahead and check it out. He'll tell you where to check it out at. And it's in the description of this show on the website. So let's get to exploring with Danny right now. Let's go. Okay, so we have Danny on the line. And Danny is Danny, are you in the UK? Uh, I am in the UK, Manchester, England. Okay, great. So I saw a video of yours. You have a YouTube channel called Exploring with Danny, and you go into like these old buildings that are run down and everything, and, and you check them out. Uh, and last night you went into a place, and it was you, you actually caught something pretty creepy on video uh, with your YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, I'm assuming you go out there and you're exploring because you enjoy the maybe the the old rundown buildings and the history of it and things like that. But uh, are you out there looking for ghosts as well? Uh, we are actually out there to uh, do an EVP session and stuff like that and the ghost spirit box, which uh, half of my fans do, do like. So we have got quite a few followers out there at the minute. I've got a good fan base. Uh, and we do go out to try and catch the, the best of what we can, really. But last night was just a big shock to me, mate. Honestly, it really, really was. I was not expecting that to happen at all. It just, it just basically, it come from out of the blue. I was just exploring the place. I was only doing a little video. 
because uh, I usually upload them to my YouTube channel uh, so I can get some views and stuff in. But last night I just turned my head and when I seen that, I, I nearly had an heart attack on the spot. My legs just turned to jelly. Yeah, I mean, I would have had a heart attack myself. I, I mean, it was absolutely insane. So walk the people through what you were doing last night, where you were and what you saw. Yeah, well, what it, what it was is it was about half past nine at night, and uh, I said to me, uh, Mrs., because she was she was at home with a baby, I said, I'm going to go out and get a little video for tonight uh, to do a little explore, because my videos, I have to put like three on a week, you see, to try and keep me uh, exploring stuff for a week. So I thought, I'll go out and do a video to put it on. Uh, anyways, uh, I got to the destination. I always do an intro, so I've done the intro in the, in the car. Uh, then I walked round to the place where we're, which was an abandoned chapel. It was in the middle of nowhere, uh, old gravestones and stuff like that. So it was pretty spooky anyway, walking through there on my own. And then I just started the filming at the door. Uh, and I went in, I was just doing my stuff, what I usually do, uh, telling the people uh, what the place is like inside and stuff. And I remember just like walking over some stuff and I was struggling because there was some like stuff in the way on the floor. And then I could see... Um, like a doorway and a shiny torch on the doorway and then something caught my attention, a noise. So I stopped and I thought, what's that? And as I looked to me uh, right, I captured like something black but with a white and it, it, it was a human face. I absolutely crap my, myself and I just ran. But my legs gave way on me for some weird reason. They just turned to jelly. I'm, I think it was because I was in shock. Yeah, I mean, when I saw what I saw, it looked like somebody wearing a completely black cloak and some kind of black head covering and you see the white face and they're just peering around the corner of this this doorway and you're in an old chapel and i, I don't know if it's a catholic building or what but i mean it almost looked like a nun didn't it it did look like a nun to me and i think that's what made me more scared the most because i've always been scared of nuns anyway even as a kid i was scared of nuns and when i seen that I, I, words could not explain how i felt me honestly it just felt like Everything had been drained from out my body. I felt sick. I felt dizzy. Uh, my legs just went on me. Uh, I actually fell to the floor and hurt my shoulder on my right hand side. It was just really creepy, and there was no way I was going back there on my own to check it out. No, no bloody way. No, I, I don't blame you whatsoever. I would be going back with you know an artillery of people, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know when you saw that nun or whatever it was. Uh, do you get the feeling now? I mean, you've had some time to think about it and stuff like that. Uh, like I mentioned, I mean, this looked very, very real and physical. It did not look transparent. It looked like a real person uh, peering around the corner. Do you think that was actually somebody standing there or do you think that was an apparition? But when I thought today, I've, I thought, could it be someone? I have, I have put it on my Facebook page. Could it have been someone doing a ritual? You know, like some mad psychopath or something like that. And the bad people say, like, have you been followed? But how could someone possibly know that I was going out on an explore that night? It was It's just impossible. Right, because you said it was such a random thing. I mean, you just told your wife that, you know, you're going to go yeah. out and check check some things out, make a video. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Like, Because I, I want to say it was a real person because it, it looks so real. But... If it's a real person in that building dressed like that, then it probably falls in the category of what you were just saying about it being a ritual. And if it was a ritual, 
that's a scary spot to be in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I've heard all these kinds of stories about these old abandoned places with these rituals and stuff. I mean, I know I've seen the one thing, but what if there was others in there somewhere? And I was just scared of being grabbed, you see. I was really petrified, so I thought, I'm getting the hell out of here. I mean, I'm only a cameraman. I'm only there to show people these old uh, architects and stuff. Like, I'm not, I wasn't there to show people, like, stuff being stood there, you know what I mean? It was just, something just caught me here, and as I looked on seeing it, I thought, oh my God, I could not believe, but even better, I had it on video. Yeah, and that's a rarity. I mean, a lot of times people say they saw things like that, but they don't catch it on video, uh, you know, and so even though it scared you, you're kind of fortunate that you were there to film and you actually got it on video because uh, I'll tell you, man, like, I, I think that video is intense. And so uh, for the audience listening, I'm going to play you just a clip of the audio from this video so you can hear uh, Danny's reaction as to when he saw this uh, person, apparition, peering around the corner. Just got to watch where I'm walking. What's that noise? Oh my God. Oh, no. So that was some of the audio that uh, Danny had, you know, on his video with he saw. I'm, I'm just going to call it the uh, the haunting nun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. But uh, it, it was definitely a scary experience for you. I mean, I remember when I watched it, I jumped when I first saw it. I was like, whoa, and I jumped real hard. Uh, because it's just it was just definitely a creepy experience um danny your youtube channel what's what's it called exploring with danny right exploring with danny yeah so how long have you been doing that uh, i've only been doing it for three months only three months yeah i've also got an instagram page exploring with danny which i do take pictures of abandoned buildings and stuff like that and old obstacles and stuff I got you. Well, I'll tell you what, for only doing it for three months, you got one of the best videos I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a scare factor. Danny, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, some of your experiences here. Uh, before we get out of here, though, have you ever had any other weird experiences in any of these buildings? Yeah, I do run the paranormal side of things and all, and I've got a page called The Exorcisms, uh, and there's me, my brother, and my girlfriend, uh, and we all go on uh, these places together. And we have heard bangs and seen some sort of things and got pictures, but I've never seen anything as clear as what I seen last night. That was just out, out of this world, breathtaking. Yeah, absolutely. And for anybody who is curious and wants to see this video, uh, check out the description on this episode, and the video will be posted there. And uh, Danny... I'll tell you what, man, I really appreciate you coming on and just talking about that experience because when I just, I literally just saw it within an hour and I had to get you on to talk about it. So I appreciate yeah. you hopping on real quick with me. Yeah, thank, thank you. It's nice to really uh, speak to you anyway and stuff. Uh, I just hope everyone checks it all out now. Well, I'd like to thank Danny one more time for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. And if you're interested, go check out his YouTube channel, Exploring with Danny. Next up, we have Alex on the show. And Alex is one of the people who actually filmed that pyramid-shaped UFO that was hovering over the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. We've tracked him down, and he's coming on with us right now to share what he filmed that night on December 2018. Alex, how are you? I am fine. Hi. 
So you actually go by a YouTube channel name called Alex Dude. Is that something that you created before the incident we're about to talk about? No, I created it right after I saw that thing because, you know, this is Pentagon. Uh, I'm living in America only for two years and I was afraid that I was doing something illegal. <laughs> so I, I recorded that thing and uh, made the channel. Yeah, I totally understand what your your hesitations were. Trust me, I, I deal with some sketchy stuff myself. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want to talk about this or post this. I don't know if it's going to get me in trouble or what. So, uh, so what we're talking to you about is you were one of the people who saw and filmed the pyramid-shaped UFO hovering over the Pentagon back in December 2018. And uh, actually, your video was the very first one I saw. And, you know, when it comes to these kind of things online, uh, especially as somebody like me who deals with the this kind of stuff on a regular basis, you got to be careful about uh, posting things and saying, wow, this is amazing. Because if it's fake, a lot of people jump on you and they say, oh, this is a fake, you know, you're stupid, that this, that, and the other. So uh, my first thing I did was I looked around online to see if I could find any other uh, similar videos. And sure enough, I found one of a guy driving down a highway and with him and his buddies. I'm sure you've seen it by now. And uh, they filmed the same event. And then I found another one just the other day. And this one was uh, posted. Uh, I'm not sure if it was... Um, maybe maybe it was yours. but I Because I, just judging by your accent, I'm assuming you're Russian, right? No, Czechoslovakia, Prague. Okay. So the one that I, that I saw on YouTube was in Russian. And it was the same exact event. And uh, I, th- I found it very fascinating. So there's a lot of people who have seen what you saw and about to talk about. And, um, you know, they're, they're filming it from different vantage points. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, would you just share with us where you were when this happened? And what did you see? <clears throat> okay, this is, was December 18th, uh, dark time. And uh, well, I'm photographer, amateur, not professional. And I was doing my little photo project at the Arlington Cemetery. I hope you know where it is. It's a famous place. And I was there illegally because it's closed. It's at 5 o'clock. So I stayed there. And that's another reason why I could not uh, say real name. And so it's Alex Dude. So I would be evidencing uh, against myself that I was there at 10 o'clock, which is illegal. Sure. Well, well, uh, I've been there with my wife because uh, you know it's kind of spooky to stay in, in the cemetery at uh, ten o'clock. Uh, so I was there making my project, and then I saw something from afar. It was kind of black thing over the Pentagon, like uh, a stain. I didn't understand what was the form of this uh, thing. Uh, I asked while I was doing my things. Uh, I asked my wife, my wife, to take a shot on her iPhone, uh, but she could not. She said uh, it uh, that uh, her phone can't, could not catch uh, the picture. It's just uh, black skies and nothing there. So I've tried my uh, camera, Nikon, and uh, with uh, <coughs> maxed out ISO. Maybe someone knows what is this. Uh, uh, it, it showed up uh, kind of pyramid-shaped uh, object. 
so I shot it, uh, but uh, my wife was uh, extremely afraid uh, that we are doing something legal. They are testing something and we are seeing something we, we should not see. So we run away. So you're with your wife in the Arlington Cemetery. You see this thing in the sky. Your wife is petrified. Uh, were you scared or were you more curious? Scared. Yeah. Absolutely scared because uh, it was a huge thing. I, and I didn't know what is this. Uh, I know that uh, there are stealth bombers uh, like a triangle also. And I thought maybe this is kind of new triangle stealth bomber. And I should not see it. It was uh, dark times. So, yes, I was afraid. Not curious at all. How big would you say this thing was? I mean, it looks very big in the in the film. Uh, well, uh, I counted uh, the windows on the Pentagon. I mean, uh, how much windows? It was like uh, eight windows. And I think it's kind of 100 meters, one side, you know. So this is substantially large. Yes, very large, but it was uh, barely visible. Even uh, and it was visible better with my camera than with my eyes. With my camera, it looks like it's always visible. With my eyes, it was blinking. Not 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 fast, but going in and out of visibility. I got you. So before you saw this. What was your thoughts and opinions on UFOs and things like that? Did you pay any mind to it? Uh, well, in general, I don't believe in UFOs, and I have my reasons. If you want to hear them, yeah, sure. I mean, I would love to hear your reasons. Well, well, okay. Uh, mankind exists for fifty thousand years only. While uh, universe exists for millions and millions and millions of hundreds of millions, and it's uh, very egoistic uh, to think that two life forms would exist simultaneously in this uh, kind of time. Uh, some kind of UFO could exist million years before, and we were not there yet. We live for too short. It's impossible that another life form exists at the same time. That's what I think about it. But yes, I think it's possible, another life form. So I'm assuming by what you just said, what you saw then, uh, you're probably assuming it's government or some some kind? Yes, I'm sure about that. I, I think in, in a couple of years, they will show it on some kind of warfare, somewhere in Syria or something like that. They will show it. I got you. Are you aware that this... At least a very similar looking pyramid appeared in Russia around in Moscow. No, another, another interviewer the, did say that, but I didn't check it yet. I'll send you a video of what I've seen and stuff. It's pretty similar. In fact, I'd say it's almost identical to what you filmed. And this was a few years ago, I think, back uh, in Russia, in Moscow, which is, you know, the headquarters of, of Russia. And same thing with the United States here. I mean, D.C. is the headquarters. And so the fact that the very similar experience happened in two different state ca- or country capitals, I find very interesting, very fascinating. <clears throat> yes, uh, I'm curious how it could be happening because uh, Russia and the US are enemies. They cannot test the same weapon if it is a weapon. It's right. impossible. 
Unless there's something nefarious going on that we just don't know about that they're not letting us know. Well, yes, that's for sure. I would love to know what is going on. Now, let me ask you one more question here. Uh, the next day, I believe it was the next day, uh, the, the, the Defense Secretary General, Mad Dog Mattis, he resigns from his position. Did you, did you hear about that? And did you ever think maybe it has something to do with this event that you filmed? Oh, Christ. Uh, yes, I know. This is a prime minister, I think. But uh, <laughs> I think it's coincidence, but you say and it's not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, maybe it's just a coincidence. Well, I mean, because he's, he's in charge of, you know, our defense. And, or yes. he was. And obviously the Pentagon is the hub for that. And yes. uh, for this to happen right over the Pentagon, I just found it very coincidental that the timeline lined up the way it did. Yes, I agree. It is a very interesting coincidence. It, it may be not a coincidence. Maybe not. Who knows? But uh, I'll tell you what, Alex, I do appreciate you coming on here and sharing what you saw and uh, letting people hear from you because uh, I've talked about your video and the other videos on the show a couple of times now. And uh, it's really cool to have you on just to share what you saw firsthand. I really do appreciate it. Okay. Thank you for contacting me. Absolutely. Take care, sir. All right. Well, next up on the program, we have Jeremy. And Jeremy is our third and last interview of today. And Jeremy is going to come on and share these paranormal experiences that he's had throughout his life where it seems like something is actually following him. doesn't matter where he lives. It's a consistent thing that is there with him. And he comes on to tell the stories of what he's experienced throughout his life right now. Right, today we have Jeremy coming on the show. Jeremy, how you doing, man? Good, yourself? I'm doing good, doing good. So uh, we have paranormal experiences that you've had throughout your life, and you know there are. It, it gets pretty deep at times, and I'm going to let you share as much as you'd like with that aspect of things. But um, I, what I'd like for you to do is just start from the beginning when you were about four years old. Uh, this kind of stuff started happening for you. So just let us know how that all started and take it away for us. Sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, when I was four, my parents split up and, um, I don't remember any of that stuff. I remember the aftermath and me and my brother shared a bedroom and that's when a lot of negative stuff started happening for me. A lot of, uh, see like shadows moving around. It's like really, really like eerie feelings that you're not alone. And like, I couldn't, I couldn't be by myself in there. It was just bizarre. It was like the, the grossest feeling living in an apartment. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, um, I was trying to think back that far. A lot of, I had a lot of reoccurring nightmares in my bedroom that I would wake up. Like I would have nightmares that happened in my bedroom and I would wake up in the exact same spot that had just happened. And it was just really, really creepy. Um, I can't remember too many things of like visually of like haunting type of things that would happen. Just like, just being like enormously scared all the time. And then, um, so chronologically speaking after that, 
probably I was about six, seven. My mom got a new boyfriend and we decided to move into a townhouse together because we were living in an apartment then. And that townhouse is where things really started to pick up. Um, so he was like a, he was a bit younger than my mom. He's a pretty nice guy. We really liked him at, at, like at the start, like super, super nice. We did all kinds of things together. And as soon as we moved into our townhouse, it was like a, like a night and day. Like his demeanor changed, my demeanor changed, everyone's, it was just a very negative experience. Uh, weird things started happening probably about a few months moving in. I was laying in my bed and I hated that room. It was like sick, man. You like, you walk in and just, you're not alone. It felt like there was like a hundred people staring at you all the time. I've never experienced it in my life. My brother's room wasn't like that. It was just mine. It was really, really creepy. I didn't like it. I kept my cat in there a lot of the time with me. Um, and he would always like stare at things and it was really, I didn't like it. So the first thing that happened in that house was I was laying in my bed. Now as a messy kid, I always, uh, when I was told to clean my room, I put everything under my bed and put my sheets down so you couldn't see it. Nice. So I was always, yeah, I was always lots of stuff underneath there. Um, I was laying in my bed and I got this really, really creepy feeling like my chest started swelling up and I couldn't really breathe. And then I heard something like kind of like rustling under my bed and I'm like, all right, it's probably my cat or whatever. Cause he's like, not like there's any room for him under there. And I had a bunch of socks that were bound up and I don't know, like two or three bound up into a ball. And I heard something and it shot out from underneath my bed and hit the wall. And I was like, all right, I was kind of fast, like probably my cat, but like real, I knew it wasn't my cat. I had this really, really gross feeling about it. It's just very negative. As I got up, I didn't look under my bed. I went into my brother's room, the only other place my cat liked to go, and my cat was sleeping on his pillow with him. So that was the first kind of thing that just blew my, it rocked my world. Like everything changed after that. It was just so, I couldn't believe it. Like I've always heard about ghosts and stuff like that, but I've never actually seen anything move in my life. So I kind of wrote it off. Um, I didn't really tell anyone about it. And if I did, it probably wouldn't leave me anyway. So the next thing that happened in that house after that was um, I, had a, I had a bunch of little G.I. Joe figures, like the kind that where you could like bend and put guns in their hands and stuff. And I had them, I don't know, uh, I bet it's facing the window. I had them on the other side of the room, probably about like 12 feet away from me. And they were on top of my dresser. And I, was, I wasn't even going to sleep. I was just laying in my bed. It was like the middle of the day, or it might have been like a little bit darker, but I was laying in there because I had nothing else to do. And yeah, it was a bit, it was a little dusky. And one of them, I just, it's so weird saying it aloud, flew and hit me and landed on my chest. And I was just like shell shocked. I didn't, I didn't, couldn't even really move right away. Um, once again, went into my brother's room because that's where I went when I was scared. And Kat was sleeping beside him on the ground. So the, just, just trying to make excuses up for this kind of stuff happening, but yeah, it was like something was trying to get my attention. I don't know. It was that was a, that was probably to date one of the scariest things that's ever happened. Was that GI Joe flying at me? Yeah, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think it at some point it decided it was going to reveal itself to you? I mean, that, do you think that's what was happening when it started showing itself through its actions? Yeah, I I, I really don't know. 
Um, it showed itself to me one day, probably a few months later, I had a, a mirror. So when I'm exiting my room on the wall right there was a, a small mirror I had. And I had this weird feeling. I'm like, I'm walking. I'm like, I don't want to look in this mirror. Like once again, it just felt like there was like a million people like watching me. It was definitely not alone. I walked by the mirror and there was a face in the mirror and I just start, I, I think I started crying. I was just so upset and freaked out. And it was, it was like later at night and I went into my brother's room and just went behind, uh, went beside his bed and laid on the floor until morning time. So I didn't really like being in there and that really freaked me out. It was the first time I've ever seen a face of anything. It was kind of reddish. It was really, really eerie. Like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the only time you saw a face in the mirror that wasn't yours, right? So, uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, you I said, didn't like it. It was. I'm sure. I mean, I wouldn't like it either. I mean, even to this day, if it happened to me, I wouldn't like it. You know. So I, I talked about before yeah. on my show where you know I once saw what I best can describe is like these two eyes looking back at me through a window at night, and after that, it messed me up. I couldn't look out windows at night. Yeah, and, right. You know, even to this I day, know. when it gets dark out, I close my blinds on my windows. I just, I don't even think about it. I just Dude, that, feel uncomfortable. Yeah. That happened when I was like probably eight or nine. I, when I drive down the highway, man, I, I work a lot on the high, I travel a lot on the highway every day and I tilt my mirror up. Like I don't, my rear view mirror doesn't even work. It's always tilted up. I, <laughs> I rarely look in mirrors. Yeah. It's bizarre. I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> so you said, so, um, you, well, you said the, the sorry, face was, you said the face was red. Uh, what mm, other, like a red tinge to it to remember yeah so i mean do you remember like was it abnormally large was there like boils on the face that was making it red do you do you have any other descriptions i remember like the eyes it was just really it just scared me like right to my core it was um like human like humany kind of eyes it was like the outline of a face and it had like almost like a like kind of like a i would say like a it was very it was very quick I looked away very quickly, but I was just like almost stunned. I looked at it longer than I wanted to. I was just kind of shocked that it was there. Um, yeah, it was like the red outline to it. It wasn't like a whole red face. It was like almost like a blurred red outline of a face and then the eyes. And you could see like a nose and like a little bit of a facial feature. And the facial features were red. The eyes were, I don't know how to explain it, like uh, a little bit bigger like human eyes but they had like the retinas and everything like that it's really really creepy like something you'd see in like a movie like yeah. didn't like it no i wouldn't like it either man i understand that totally that's uh very creepy uh but i know that's not the last thing that's happened to you right no 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 i mean this happens this kind of stuff's actually been ramping up in my life recently but we'll get to that at the end um so this room um so yeah, it's almost like when I moved into this house, it was almost like a shining kind of experience. And uh, weirdly enough, the shining was the only like this. My mom's boyfriend was very into like cult movies, like horror movies and stuff. I watched a lot of those when I was younger. Probably shouldn't have. Um, the one movie he always wanted me to watch, and I never, I just couldn't bring myself to watching it, was The Shining because it reminded me too much of like my own life. Because he got really when we moved into the house, he got really negative. Like, almost like he, and he didn't even remember doing it a lot of the time. Like, he'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. Like, I, I, I don't understand, like, how that just happened. And I was like, me neither, man. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> so anyway, I'll go into more detail. Um, he started getting negative in the fact that, like, he got abusive 
he gets huge mood swings out of nowhere, um, like breaking cupboard doors off, like just crazy stuff for no reason. Like just, it's almost like you see somebody who's like taking steroids and just freaking out for no reason at all. And it became, uh, and he started, he started noticing ghosts too, actually. He didn't believe in ghosts. Uh, I didn't write, I didn't tell you this in my thing. Uh, maybe I did. I remember he was walking up the stairs one day after one of those things has happened to us, um, an abusive situation. And he felt a ghost actually go through his body. And he was like scared to his core. And I've never seen him like that. It was weird. It really freaked me out. Cause I'm like, all right, man, like it's not just me. I'm like you don't believe in ghosts and you just felt something go through your body. So very, it was uh, very interesting towards me anyway. And uh, so I noticed his ch- mood changed a lot when there was like, when I would get scared, it was, it was, it was kind of like a weird coincidence. Um, and this could be all, it could just like, he was, a, he was a dick, right? I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of correlating. <laughs> I started listening to your show a lot. I'm like, all right, it just makes sense. You know, like we move into this place. I started getting haunted, like visibly he starts changing his demeanor. And then my demeanor changed in the way of, I, it's, ah, man, it's hard to explain. I would have so much, of this odd energy in me and it only happened in my room man it was weird it never happened anywhere else only in my bedroom it was like there was a thousand pounds of like weight on me and there was like people watching me it was the weirdest thing and i took into self-harm at that point and i started to um hurt myself pretty bad because i couldn't deal with it it was just it was too much for me to handle um i would like strangle myself unconscious because I, I, I actually just couldn't deal with what was happening i didn't understand it and um at points it happened a lot actually unfortunately i would put a belt around my neck and i would just try to end my life in my closet and this happened probably went on for about two years happened for a long time man and i never died like legitimately would put a belt around my neck hang myself in my closet and i would wake up about three or four minutes later and I'd be alive. It was, it was the, the oddest thing. Never expected to keep waking up. Um, I attribute it to divine intervention. I've had a lot of near death experiences in my life and uh, I've always, I've always come back. It's, it's, it's actually really cool. And these experiences are what got me into believing in spirituality and God is actually had a, a, a decent outcome but uh, yeah for those couple of years in that bedroom a lot of weird things happen i don't know if it's like a possession kind of thing it definitely wasn't really me doing that stuff to myself because to be honest with you i don't want to die and never really did it's just when i would go in my room i had like the, this un unreal feeling come over me like uh and i don't even remember doing it half the time like I would do it and I'm just like, what? Like, it's, I don't understand. Just so confused all the time. And so like my whole demeanor changed living there. His demeanor changed. Um, ghost wise, after a couple of years, I was, we ended up moving again. So after all of the times of me self-harming and stuff like that, when we moved into our new house, um, we, we purchased an actual house he changed his violent tendency stopped immediately um i stopped my own 
self-harm immediately as soon as i had like my own new room and everything was fine it was bizarre man it was like it never happened like i never had another inclination to do that in that house i never had any kind of haunting in that house happen so i was probably about 14 now they split up eventually um and then we got in, nothing happened in that house. There's nothing really much to say about that place. I was about 17 now. We were there a couple of years. Everything was pretty normal. They just kind of didn't like each other anymore. So they split up. My mom bought a new house. I was 16. I moved in with her, so my brother. And that's when it started again. This um, bedroom I had, it was just the creepiest bedroom. I didn't like it. I had the attic hatch in my closet. Uh, I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't like addicts. Um, yeah, weird things started happening in this room. Um, now that we're on the same topic, I'll go back and I'll jump into this first. I I was kind of a late bloomer with the ladies. I was about 16 when I had my first serious girlfriend, maybe 17. And um, she ended up breaking up with me. And my first go-to with that kind of stress was unfortunately self-harm i did the same thing again i went to my closet and it's kind of just like old hat at that point that's how i dealt with immense pressure and stress and it didn't it wasn't like the other times it uh it was it was higher there's nothing for my it might have been before my body was leaning on something and that's why i didn't actually pass away i don't know but this time there was nothing it was like a six foot tall closet it wasn't short and uh, I was out. I remember putting on an In Excess Mystify song. And it wasn't on when I woke up. I was gone for a while. And um, when I did it, my mother was downstairs, which I didn't know. I thought I was alone. Um, and my door was locked. So I did that. I put my belt on my neck and that was it. And about three or four minutes later, my mom, which we talked about later, got up out of nowhere. She was watching some sort of crime drama. Came upstairs and started pounding on my door like like the police were like just pounding on it and it woke me up and I was just like what the like I was like my God and this is <laughs> like I'm not dead and I ended up pulling the I was able to get both my hands up on the bar and I pulled it out of the wall and my mom was screaming like what are you doing in there and like I was like oh, I'm good I'm good just please leave me alone and I I couldn't feel my body for about like four or five hours I lost all feeling. My the lower part of my body it was actually kind of freaky. It came back eventually, which was nice. But me and my mom, I know you talk about like angels and stuff on the show sometimes, so I thought this would be an interesting little aspect of that. Um, this got me believing in angels, man. Like my mom would never come and knock my door. She never did. I don't think ever in my life. Like she was very always left me to myself. And the fact that I was dying upstairs, something made her get out of her chair, come up and please pound on my door until I woke back up and then just left me alone again. I talked to her about it a couple of times, actually the past couple of years and I asked her about it. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I actually really remember that. She's like, it was really weird. She's like, I don't even remember why I got up there. And she's like, I just walked up and she's like, I had this weirdest feeling. Like I had to run up and start pounding on your door. And I was like, ah, it's just so wow. bizarre, you know? Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. That single handedly later in life, got me believing in God and angels and all that kind of stuff. Jeez, man. So, yeah, it was pretty intense, man. It was pretty intense. Um, that bedroom, so I was about 17 now. 
The bedroom was really haunted. I didn't like it in there. It wasn't as intense as the other room where I would like self-harm. That was just kind of a little bit mistake that happened. Um, so I was, I spent a lot of time in there. I was, um, I got into some trouble with the law enforcement. So I was stuck in my house for a while and I was in that room for a long time, man. And a lot of weird things happened in it. I'd see stuff moving around. And actually, you know what? This is the one thing I want to talk to you about. I totally just remembered about it. Um, now that I think intuition, we all have intuition that brings us into understanding certain things. And lately, I've been kind of understanding that whatever was in that first room, that I would go into that closet and do that stuff to myself. I don't think it was me doing it personally. Um, the same thing goes for when my girlfriend left me when I was 17 and I, I actually almost did die that time. I don't think that was me either. I don't even remember actually like consciously doing it. Um, I think when I get to a certain level where I'm really upset and I let certain things in and it always happens to be in that closet, there's something weird about that closet in my new house. Um, I think something, I don't know if something followed me. I don't, I don't, I really don't know, but my cat, was pretty perceptive to ghosts. He would he would always come near me when I was when I felt weird. I didn't have to call him over. He's really really cool cat man. He actually got me through a lot of weird times. Um, that closet where it happened the last time. My cat is super eerie. My bed, the end of my bed faced that closet. My cat would sit at the end of my bed, looking up at that closet every night. And then sometimes he would go into the closet and stare up at the attic hatch and like look sideways. Like he was, he was looking at something. His head is bobbing all over the place, and he was like, "I don't know, man." It was just super weird. Um, I think when we're at really low points in our life, things can come in and kind of take over. I know of other people, even in the town I live in, that's happened to when they were really low points in their life. They've had hauntings in their house, like mysterious figures, like black figures floating over them, stuff like that. Um. So yeah, I kind of attribute to that. I possession has been coming into my head a lot lately. Um, I really do honestly. It's like my gut does tell me that's what was happening. So, and I think at the same time, when then the last time it happened, it was divine intervention. Like something, team of angels. I don't know, man. Went down there and got my mom to come wake me up. It was pretty. Wow. It was, yeah, it was life-changing. I started believing in things after that, and never again did I ever try to uh, hurt myself like that. I started, once I started believing in God, and I would, to, I would, I didn't really believe in God at that time, but I would pray, because I've watched documentaries where, like, non-believers would pray, and it would stop that entity in the room. And I was like, all right, man, it's like, got to be something to this. So I started doing that, and it started subsiding. One night, I... I kind of started doing it. I came into my bedroom and I opened up my door, turned on my light. And there was right over my bed. There was this like black fog mist. It was sitting there for a second. And then it went, it hit the ceiling and then slid to the corner. And then right at me, and boom, right out the window. And like, I was just paralyzed. I've never been. That's honestly one of the scariest things I think I've seen. I was, I sat there for a minute. I couldn't even move or breathe. I walked outside and I sat outside for like two or three hours 
until somebody came home. So I, I wouldn't go back inside. Like visibly, like we can always see, like oh, I think there's ghosts around, but that was like a visible, like the classic. I've heard it in your show a few times now, like the black mass, like very visible. I've I've never seen anything like it since then, like black mass wise. It's very distinct, very scary, very negative. So that was that. Um, that's about seventeen, eighteen now. Not too, too much happened in that room. I kind of have it written down here. Just take a quick peek. So I can stay in chronological order for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, lots of shadows. Lots of shadow figures in that room. Classic shadow figures. Always seeing something in the corner of my eye. Sometimes there'd be things moved out of position. If I would leave a room, I'd be like, hey, I'm leaving this here. And just, it was just creepy, man. I didn't like that room again. And that's kind of like the story of my life. Every time... I move into a new place with like some sort of weird spiritual presence there. Sometimes it's not negative. Sometimes it is. I've moved a lot in my life. I, I moved out when I was 17. So I've had lots of different places. I've been all over Canada. Um, see here. Next one. Yeah. I rented a loft downtown. That's probably and nothing happened. Uh, when I was 17, I went down from Northern Ontario to Toronto for about five years. And nothing really happened down there. It wasn't until I moved back to town and I met my fiance here. We um, got a loft, really nice place. And there was this one spot in the loft. And she was, she's very, um, very, very, very cool woman. Very um, spiritually in touch. So she felt the same things that I did when we were in the loft. Um, right outside our doorway, there was a, I don't know if it's like a cold spot. Uh, you felt, like your hair on your back would go up when you walked by it. And it was just like that one spot. Everywhere else is super, super good. No issues with it. It was a very old building, probably about 80 years old. Uh, it's like a historic part of downtown. They kind of just redid it all the loss and stuff. So yeah, there's a one spot. It was almost like the classic cold zone uh, you'd walk through and feel. So we ended up getting a roommate for a very short period of time. We we're just helping out, helping out a friend. I remember she would walk by it and she'd be like, ugh. She'd be like, why? I'm like, what do you feel there? And she's like, yeah. She's like, there's like, it's like really creepy right here. I'm in front of your door. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm glad that you noticed it as well. So it's not just me and her. So one day after she moved out, I was cooking dinner in my kitchen and I had this odd feeling that I didn't want to look over there. And so I, I didn't, I kept cooking and I looked over and there was like a teenage boy standing there looking at me. Like, it wasn't negative. Like, it didn't scare me in the, like, the demonic sense. But, um, yeah, it was, like, a full, full apparition. Like, full figure wearing, like, I don't know, like, can't really date the clothes. Nothing modern anyway, or nothing, like, uh, Victorian. Like, average clothes. Uh, Probably about 16, 17-year-old boy just standing there. Like, almost blue-looking. But it was, like, a full apparition. Like, something you'd see in, in in a movie. It was bizarre. I was frozen solid. I turned off my stove and I walked backwards. I don't think I had shoes on. I walked backwards out of the house. I was right by the door and I locked the door, went and hung outside my girlfriend at times work and for about two hours, two, three hours until she was off and then went back inside. Yeah, and that was, yeah, that was the most visible ghost I've ever seen. It was very scary. But it didn't, it didn't scare me in the sense that, like, 
I was worried about it hurting me or something like that, or like trying some like weird demonic thing. It was just sitting there staring at me. It was weird. It was cool now that I think about it. I'm a lot older now. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not there anymore. But yeah, man, it was a very odd experience. Um, like I said, all points there, hands, head, the full torso, like feet, everything. It was like a, like a person standing there. It was nuts. I've never, I've never yet experienced anything real. Like it, um, I'm 32 now. Um, I, to this day, I see, I see stuff every day. It's not really demonic in the way it used to be when I was younger. I think when I was younger, I was really, I was really sad a lot. And I think I let a lot of things in. I think that happens a lot with lots of people. You let lots of, uh, dark presences in when you're, uh, you don't have full control of yourself and you're in a really like bad place. Um, yeah, so that was the loft. Nothing really. It's only, yeah, we went to Alberta for a couple, for about a year, came back to Ontario and rented a basement apartment once again in an older home. There was a, once outside, weirdly enough, outside the door, a bedroom again, there was another presence and you'd walk out, same thing, like full body chills, hair up really creepy it wasn't super friendly but it wasn't super demonic <clears throat> it scared me for sure i didn't like it i didn't want it in my house we did smudging like learn more things in life later on so we started like googling stuff and talking to other people i tried to do the smudging thing it didn't work uh, my fiance knew a medium and she without telling her actually any of the information she's like yeah we think we have like a ghost in our house and she's like, do you think that you could tell us anything about it? And me and her both have already came to the conclusion it was a young girl. That's what we, that's what we felt. The medium said the exact same thing. She's like, you have a young girl in your house. She's like, she's not bad. Like, she's kind of stuck there. And she, you're like, you're going to have to do something to help her out to get her out of there. And honestly, it was too much for me at the time. Like, I, I didn't want anything to do with that kind of stuff. So my fiance, I went out. I forget. I had errands to run or something. And she did it. I don't remember exactly what she did. She said some, she gave her a bunch of words to say and some sort of uh, a ritual. And that was it. Never felt it again. It was actually like super, like the whole vibe of the house changed after that. It was really cool. And I felt happy for whoever that was anyway, right? Like, I kind of be, I would kind of be stuck, stuck being here and having no one to help you over. So it was kind of a nice thing, actually. I kind of liked it. And um, that was that. And then from that place, we moved into the place we're in now. The place we're in now, I, in my house per se, I don't overly feel too much these days. Little things, it's like, man, it's like there's something following me around all the time. Like, this has been constant since I was a little kid. I always feel like I have like a, a passenger with me every time I go anywhere. If I'm with people, it's different. I don't feel it. If I'm by myself, yeah, there's something beside me. I feel sometimes I feel like it's more than one person. I don't know if I'm just more perceptive to certain things. Like I'm sure there's ghosts everywhere. We just can't see them. But yeah, there's something definitely with me all the time for sure. Um, last week, actually, well, two weeks ago, sorry, this one, I was in a basement. I was a, I'm a tile contractor. So I was tiling a shower in this basement bathroom and I had my back to the door and I seen, uh, something walked by like visibly like a 
dark shadow walk by. I'm like, all right, it's probably uh, like the homeowner or it's her dog because she has like a huge bull mastiff. And he's quite tall. And I was on my knees, so I couldn't really gauge the height. But I 100% seen something. I'm like, all right, well, clearly there's somebody down here. And I had my headphones on, so I couldn't even hear. I just thought he didn't hear them. So I took my headphones off, left there, and there's no one there. And I was like, oh, sweet. Awesome. And I went upstairs, and she has, like, the bull massive dog. I was in the house for about three weeks, and I was doing the floors upstairs. And this dog was really cool, actually. Like, he would stay beside me the entire time. If I would lean down to put one plank in, and I would stand back up, he'd stand back up. And he'd move beside me, step back down. Like, he'd get up 100 times a day and just follow me around the entire house. And there was one room in that house that, like, made my skin crawl. I didn't want to go. I honestly didn't even want to install the floors in it. Um, the dog wouldn't come in. I could, I tried to bribe him a piece of pizza to come in. He wouldn't come in. It was weird. And, uh, yeah, there's something really creepy about that room. And whatever was in that room, I seen walk by in the basement downstairs and it really freaked me out, man. Like visibly seen something walk by the door. I was really hoping that somebody was going to be down there, but fortunately there was no one down there. And lately with the car, my car lights have been staying on. Um, I have a, uh, a tile, like a sliding tile saw with a laser level on it. And, uh, in the nighttime, it's quite bright. It'll illuminate most of my car. I uh, went in to get something at a store there a couple of weeks ago and I locked my car, my car lights. The one, the left light has always been staying on now. Even if I turn it off, I'll come back and that light's on and my laser level is on. So like the whole car, I came back and my car was like red inside and I was like, what the hell? I'm like, this is weird. Like somebody inside my car and the car door is locked. I opened it up and all my arrow lights were inside the car. Laser light was on somehow. Don't even, that's not even possible it could have got touched because you had to push it in really hard. Uh, it's just really creepy, man. Really freaking freaked me out. And uh, I don't even like talking about it because like, I have to try this car every day. But when I was driving down the highway the other day, I seen I don't know if it was like eyes, it was like a face, like a little head where my car seat is in the back seat. And that's too honestly, that's why I keep my, my mirror up now. I just, I can't do it. It just freaks me out too much. Like there's definitely something that's always been around me. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad or I don't know if it's good and it's keeping bad things away, you know, because clearly something's been keeping me alive all these years. Like there's no doubt about it. <clears throat> um, I don't know what it is, man, but I don't really have any intuitional answers on that. So kind of just going day by day with it. Hopefully asking them. I do a lot of praying now. I pray every single time I'm in my apartment because I do get creeped out when I'm by myself. Like there is something always around me. So I always pray for any negative entities to be removed. And yeah, man, um, when I talked to this, that medium I spoke of earlier, she did a reading for me and I honestly wasn't a hundred percent. Didn't believe in the whole medium thing until I talked to her. She didn't know me and never talked to her in my life. She lives in the States. I live in Canada. Never even met her in person. The things she knew, like she asked, permission to like come into my like i don't know like my my energy right and the thing she knew there's no way she could have known it was like she nailed my childhood dead on like count for count it was really bizarre and uh yeah she said when i was four that um 
I went through, she's like, did you go through something really negative when you were four? Like really, really deeply negative. I'm like, yeah, I did actually. I'm like, I don't remember it though. I'm like, I remember when I was four, I told my mom that I was going to kill myself and I had to go into therapy when I was a little kid. And, um, she said when I was four years old that she's like, uh, she started talking about, uh, what is it? Uh, guardian angels. She's like, we all have guardian angels. I didn't know much about it at the time. And she's like, you have five of them. And she's like, you do have a sixth one. She's like, when you were a little kid, you needed, it's what she's like, it's very uncommon. She's like, uh, it's a negative spirit angel, spirit guide or whatever, um, guardian angel. And she's like, they're there. They come when you're in a very negative place. And she's like, you don't need it anymore, but he's still there with you. And she's like, I, she's like, I can do things on my end to like give you to try and like relieve him of his duties. But as far as I know, that hasn't happened. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It was the first time I'd ever heard of anything like that, but so that she pretty said, much takes us up. She said that there was something that was in charge of following you? Yeah, she said that uh, when I was four, something really negative happened to me, and I was given a sixth uh, guardian angel, but it wasn't like the other ones. It was a, a negative guardian angel. So she never elaborated too much on it. Um, she said that it was needed at the time to keep me safe. And, um, I don't know if that was the thing keeping me alive all those times in that room, but I kind of goes against lots of science, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. I had a buddy, unfortunately, who passed away. He did it once, man. He put bells around his neck one time on the door handle and he was, he died. That's it. I'd done it probably like a hundred times and it just makes sense. I'm exaggerating. Like it's fortunate. Yes. I wish I was. Well, I mean, but, it, doesn't, uh, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me that it's something that was given to you to follow you around and it's a negative, but then it's supposed to do the positive, which is to protect you. It, that, I know. that doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, man, uh, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I know I tried Googling it the past couple of weeks. Cause like it really, out of all the things she told me that I don't know, like I might have the wording wrong. Uh, but she said it was specifically for negativity because I was in such a negative space and I was so young that this spirit guide came to me and I don't know, I don't know if it, I don't think it's like an actually negative spirit guide or a angel. Um, I believe from what I was kind of understanding from what she said that it, um, comes in times of like bad times, maybe, I don't know, man, but she said it was still with me and that it, it was not serving me any justice to have it here anymore. Yeah, I mean, did it ever? And it's hard to, yeah, I right, man. I don't. It's it's weird, man. I don't get it. It's totally, and it's hard not to believe her because like she was super accurate about my entire life, man. Like she knew shit that like my parents didn't even know. Like it's crazy. It's very, very interesting. I mean, she could be accurate on certain things, but it doesn't mean she's accurate on everything. You know, uh, the, yeah, the for fact- sure. The fact that she's, I mean, even if I was a medium, which I'm not, but if I was like, I would be thinking what I'm about to say makes zero sense. You know, maybe I should read, you know, I don't know, reread things and make sure I'm seeing it clearly. You know, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Right. I honestly didn't think anything of it until the past few months. So I'm like, I'm like, just, I'm Googling. It just, it really bugged me. And, uh, yeah, it just bothered me a lot when she said that I never, 
and she didn't really elaborate much on it. She all she did was give me the stuff to say to like relieve whoever that is of their duties. And like I just didn't I was like, what? Like I, I I'm so lost and like they don't her her my fiance and her don't talk anymore, so I can't go and just ask her. So uh yeah, man. I don't know. Kinda lost in that one myself. I don't understand it. You can probably, you know, I would say this. Uh, first of all, I, I, I personally don't. I, you wouldn't catch me going to a medium, uh, and that's more. I haven't since, to be honest with you. I kind of rely on my own stuff now. Sure, and I'm not. I'm not time. condemning you. I'm not condemning you. What oh, I'm saying. Yeah, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, for me, it's bec- like literally, it's because of my my faith and my beliefs. Like I've said it before on the show, that like God. Uh, directs us in the Bible throughout the entire book, Old and New Testament, not to practice necromancy and summoning of spirits and things like that. And so like that's that's specifically why I put a hard line there because of the Bible saying that you shouldn't do those things. Um, now I, I'm not knocking people who do it. I'm not knocking people who go go and do it. You know, I'm not in charge of your life. I'm just saying this is what I believe. And so when it comes to all that stuff, uh, I definitely don't understand how it all works together. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I know, man. It's weird. I don't think that you uh, need to take everything she says as you know scripture or whatever. It might be a bad example. Yeah, of for words. sure. But um, you know, because it it definitely seems like you know. I mean, some of the things she said was was correct. I mean, it seems like your entire life there's been something following you i wouldn't say that when you moved houses that it was a new entity i mean this is something Mm -hmm. that almost maybe like when you move to the new house it's a fresh vibe and it decides to show itself against you like hey bro still here i got you You yeah that's what i took from it for sure yeah for sure 100 percent, man like especially when i from my old house when i was a kid to that other one where i said uh with the black mass, it felt 100% the same as my first house. Like, it didn't feel like a new thing. I'm like, oh, shit, this is back. Like, awesome. I don't know. It's just something she said. It just, it really bugged me. And I'm kind of thinking about it lately. So I was just trying to rule everything out, you know. I'm just trying to understand all this stuff. And it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't have the answers. But I have stopped looking to people like that. Um, I was a bit younger when she did that. It was probably about five or six years ago. I've uh, definitely got a lot more spiritual since then and rely on my own sense to try and understand these things, but I'm still stumped on this. <laughs> I am. And it hasn't changed, man. Every day, I'm like 32 years old now, and it's a, there's something with me all the time. And it freaks me out. It could be a good a good thing, right? But like, I just don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean... It could be, you know, maybe a good thing that you like. You feel the presence of something, and maybe that presence of something is, you know, just say an, a guardian angel, for lack of better terms. But mm-hmm, um, yeah, I mean, clearly, the whole timeline, that feeling that you had wasn't always a good thing that was around because of what you've it experienced. Was a, it was very negative, yeah. And now, honestly, to, to be super truthful with you, I say it's good, but I kind of just tell myself that because, like, it freaks. It just freaks me out, man. <laughs> Sure. It does. Absolutely. And I and realistically I don't think it's whatever Oh man. Um okay. I'll go into a little more detail. I kinda left this part out. Um I always feel I'm gonna get really honest with you, I don't think it's good. 
I try and tell myself that to like kind of calm myself down and live my life normally. But to be honest, I, I do think it's not, it's not good. Uh, I always feel like I'm going to be assaulted. Like I feel like I'm going to get pushed like that feeling, like something's about to come at me. I live that every single day. It sucks. It's very stressful. It freaks me out. Um, I don't know what to say about that. that that's about it. Like, uh, whatever's there, I don't think it's, it's very good. And I used to get really freaked out about talking about it. And you actually, I just listened to one of your guys talk the other day and where he's like, uh, he was saying that, um, he was talking about this entity and his, his, his friend girl was like, Oh no, he can hear you. Stop talking about it. That's how I used to feel. I'm like, man, if I say anything like this, whatever this is can like knows what I'm thinking and does not want me talking about it. And I will be like punished in some sort of way if I do talk about it. So that's why I'm just like, uh-huh. Do you think that something like that is going to happen today because you're talking to me? Do you think that it's going to I don't know, man. Do like, I don't, to be honest, I don't feel very good right now talking about it, but <laughs> uh, it is what it is, man. Like, you just got to uh, push forward. I don't want to be like this forever, you know? And, like, so, like, the only way to, I find to kind of, like, break through things is to talk about it. And honestly, if there's somebody else, dealing with what i'm dealing with i think it's that's how i found like kind of like salvation dealing with stuff with is like on your show listening to other people talk about this i'm like oh man like i actually kind of feel better about this so if there's any other person that feels like i do or goes through what i go through you know may hopefully they feel a little bit better now you know and like they can go talk to somebody about it i don't know but uh i think it's important for us to share our stories yeah absolutely i mean people sharing the stories on the show is what prompted this interview to even happen, you know? So, uh, exactly. Right. Yeah. People need to share their experiences so that other people feel comfortable coming forward and telling what they've experienced, adding to the story because everybody's got their own story that adds to the, the overall story of what's going on around here. Um, dude, what have you done to, uh, try to get, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, you, you keep saying to me sometimes throughout the interview that, you know, in all honesty, that term comes up. And so in all honesty, what have you done to try getting rid of this thing in your life? Uh, I know you tried, Nothing, I, man. I know you tried smudging the house. I know that you said that you, yeah. you, um, you pray now a lot. Do you, what are you, what are you praying? Like, are you, are you, are you saying you're a Christian? Are you a Hindu Buddhist? What, 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 what are you talking about when you say you're praying? Honestly, like I, I, I just prayed. I, I asked God, like not a specific God. I just, I pray to God and I was like, God can please protect me from any negative entities in my home or around me or my son and my fiance, please. And that's it. And I repeat that constantly. And honestly, when I'm really, really freaked out and I know there's something like right beside me, I do say, I take the Lord's name, man. I'm like, and I'm not even like a Christian or anything like that. I'm like, I say like, Jesus Christ, please come into my home and like protect me, man. Like I, I need help. <laughs> Like, that's how, like, freaked out I get sometimes. Like, I'm not even a religious person like that. And I will, throughout your, your, the stories on your show, I hear people say this stuff, and it actually works. You know, like, they're like, yeah, I, I asked, like, Lord Jesus Christ, come in, and, and then it's gone. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, that's, I got to start doing that. And to be honest, I think it's a really, really, it, it, whatever it is, it's really deep, man. It's, like, entrenched. I mean, I don't think a smudge stick is going to make the thing go away, to be honest with you. No. Um, I smudge my house. I smudge my house all the time. Like, I honestly like the smell of it. Um, it doesn't do anything. It's a lot deeper than that. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, man, I'm a little bit 
scared to try and do some sort of I don't I don't even know what to do like some sort of like ritual or something like that. I'm actually like a scared scared to death. Am I going to see this thing? Like it's going to like reveal itself or something? I don't know. But uh, Has, it's with me, man. Wherever I go, that's for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I was going to ask you. Has your girlfriend or your fiance or your child ever have any experiences? Have they ever come to you and said this oh, is happening? Oh, yeah. Dude, it just happened yesterday. My, uh, I, I had to go do a quote at this lady's house, older lady's house, older home. My son, I had my, uh, my three-year-old with me. And I was running short on time, so I brought him. He's my little apprentice now. I brought him in to uh, check out the floor. And like she was a cool lady. She was a babysitter. He walked to the back of the house. And looked at the bottom of the stairs, and he goes, "Ooh!" And that means he sees a ghost. And there was nothing there. Like I personally couldn't see anything. And she's she got she got a little bit upset actually. She's like, "There's no ghosts in my house." And I'm like, sorry, "Sorry, man. Like he's three. He can see stuff. You can." Like I didn't say any of that. I was just like, "All right, nah, no problem." I'm like, "All right, have a good day. Here's your here's your quote. See you later." She's like, "Oh, thank you." No, like he's seen something down there. He sees ghosts all the time. He'd come to me and he'd be like, Daddy. Or he calls me Mommy a lot. He'd be like, Mommy. And he'll be like, Ooh. And he'll pull a point over there. And I'm like, Is there a ghost over there, buddy? And he's like, Yep. I'm like, Is it a bad ghost? And he's like, He just he, he doesn't really know if it's bad or good. He just tells me there's a ghost over there. And he sees them frequently in the house. And it kind of freaks me out a little bit. And I just ramp up my prayers, you know. But, um, yeah, man, he uh, he's definitely perceptive seeing stuff. And I think uh, growing up, uh, a lot of my buddies had nephews and or like little sisters, little brothers. I didn't. And I remember a lot of them would, would see dead people all the time. Like they would come upstairs and be like, oh, yeah, we were just playing with uh, this man in the basement. Like both of them, like 100% playing with this older man. I remember it one time. And I was just like, why? Like, that's went down our course with no man down there. Like, they're, they, I think kids are just more perceptive to this kind of stuff. And that's a story I hear throughout time that, uh, like, little kids can see stuff that we can't. Yeah. I mean, if you just take it on the most basic level of things, little kids have less responsibility. They have less things going on in life. So they're more open to seeing what's right there. Exactly. Before. I mean, as you get older, yeah. you know, life picks up. It, first of all, it starts with hobbies and then interests like girls, sports, things like that. And then yeah. all of a sudden you graduate high school and now you're working and you're trying to make enough money to pay right. yeah. to pay for a halfway decent car. And then all of a sudden you get a good job and now you're concerned about making decent money to maybe buy a house. And all of a sudden you have a family and now you're buying a house. Now you've got the mortgage to pay for, all the electricity bills, all the other stuff that comes along with it. And then all of a sudden you're so distracted with life that seeing the things that are in the supernatural aspects of life are no longer uh, not even just of interest, but you, you lose sensitivity. But when kids are exactly. young, they're, they're, yeah. they're filled with wonder and, and excitement and they, they're trying to understand life and they got so many questions. And I think they see things because they're, they, they haven't been tainted yet by life. Right. That's, that's exactly the way I think about it. So yeah, he, uh, he, he definitely sees stuff. And it was like, I decided just yesterday, you know, it was, uh, I wasn't even expecting that. I'm like, really? You just, I'm like, asked him like three times. I'm like, you seen the ghost down there, buddy? He's like, yep. He's very serious about it. I was like, okay, man. I'm like, I believe you hundred percent. And I always like to confirm what he sees. And so he's comfortable with coming to me and showing me stuff. Um, I certainly believe him. Well, dude, I'm telling you, uh, 
it definitely sounds like you got some crap hanging around your life and uh you know yeah. it's definitely been affecting you and i would encourage you to keep a close eye on your son and uh, make sure that because i mean you've been through it dude you've been through it you know you, I do. You've honestly seen... I, I go into his room sometimes at night and i'll say i'll say like a prayer or i'll go like sit beside his bed if i get like a weird feeling you know just to make sure there's nothing in there but uh yeah definitely my eyes are uh kept pretty close on him when it comes to stuff like that for sure yeah, I mean, you you know the signs, you know what to what to look for, and honestly, I mean, what you just said about going in his room and making sure things are good by just you know saying a prayer and sitting by his bed, dude, you can do that every night whether you have a feeling or not. You can say, you know, this is my son. I'm placing a stamp of possession over my son. This is a no go zone. You know what I mean? Like you can do that oh, yeah. every night. And uh, I mean, that's a good idea. Uh, I, that's something that uh, when I was a kid, an older man that went, to, I was at my church had told my dad during some kind of meeting. He said that you know every night he would just walk by his kids' rooms and just pray over their rooms. And I was, and, and that just stuck with me my entire life. And that's something that mm. you know I do, you know. And so it's mm-hmm. just, um, it's just placing that authoritative uh, stamp. This is my child, and. Uh, this is a no-go zone. So, um, dude, I appreciate you coming on and sharing these experiences. I really do. Yeah, man. My pleasure. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, there is actually a follow-up interview with Jeremy waiting for you to consume. Just look in your podcast stream because it's sitting there waiting for you to enjoy. So go check that out because last time we talked to him, he talked about his paranormal experiences. But since then, he had more paranormal experiences, a UFO encounter, and he informs us that he lives near an old shutdown military base, but he has different thoughts on the matter as to whether it's actually shut down. So all that is on the next episode. Go check it out. And you know what we're going to say next. The truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Later. Later.